0: Hello, Dwight Drummond here with uh, Ali Alvarigo, school the accountcom uh, Good morning, Ali. Good to be with you, sir. Hey, good morning to you, too. Almost afternoon for me, and uh, yeah, awesome day today. What's going on? Everything is good?
1: Yeah, just moving forward. We uh, finished up our last week was our last summer camp, um, and then, you know, this week is a testing week for us, you know, so like today, tomorrow, and Friday, we've got... Uh, all of our all of our students testing uh, for their next rank or their next stripe or what have you. So awesome. yeah, and 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 we just started. Some people started last week, like
0: Thursday and Friday of school, but but primarily everybody started this week, yesterday or today. Interesting. And then we don't start for another two weeks. We have this week of summer camp, one more week of camp, and then we start the following week after. Uh, whatever, what is it Labor Day or Memorial? Yeah, Labor Day is the holiday, right? Yeah, so right after Labor yeah. Day, which I believe is on that Monday. So we're starting that week. I think it starts on the Wednesday, the 4th. So we still have time. I, I'm still getting a lot of people who are setting up appointments. They're saying things like, uh, you know, well, we're going on our last vacation. You know, we're going to be, uh, you know, finishing off. So let, we'll get back in touch with you on the first week of September, that kind of thing. really? So, yeah, so if everyone does, we're going to have an amazing September, October, but let's just see how that turns out, because then, you, as you know, people get involved in school, and they're like, oh, it's overwhelming, uh, let's see how he does, you know, or she does, you know, and then it becomes that kind of mindset, so it's better to try to lock them in and get them in, but it's been a, it's been a tough one this summer. It's been a really weird summer for us.
1: Yeah, our, our summer has been weird. I. Um, Our sign-up rate for, like, our summer special just sucked. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah, because we had 31 people on trial for uh, the summer, and I think we ended up with uh, six or seven that we actually signed, which is under 50%. It was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too. I had a lot of people do summer specials as well, and then a lot of people were saying things like, hey, I'm going to wait until we get back to school. I don't want to commit to anything now. I want to make sure it's, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so we're hoping that this does transpire. It does turn into some memberships. I'm hoping that that all happens. So so today
1: we
0: had a, a call that we were going to go over, which is kind of interesting because when I posted it on Facebook, you know, I said things uh, like, uh, let me just read the description. Well, I'll just tell you off the top of my head. Like I said, something like, um, you know, uh, you probably think your competition is the next karate school around the corner, but then those consultants will tell you that it's not the karate school around the corner. It's soccer, dance, football, homework, school, and all that. But honestly, I think sometimes our biggest competitor, our biggest, and when I say competitor – person who's working against us is ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we always talk when I coach people and I say to myself, I say to them all the time, I'm like, well, you know, how many people can you handle? How many people would you like? How many people in your town could you get? And even if you're getting 1% of your population, you know, um, or a point of that, right? Depending on how large your township is, you're going to have a hundred or so students, right? And we were just talking about a friend of mine who's charging um, upwards of the two hundred dollar range, two hundred fifty bucks a month for tuition. Um, it, you know, you you would figure that out if he had sixty students. That was what, like twelve thousand bucks or something?
1: 15000
0: dollars. So, and and listen, every martial arts school owner's ego wants them. You know, we all want to have hundreds and hundreds of students, right? But the bottom line is if we're doing that, we want that mass volume so that we can make more money, then the real question is wouldn't we rather have less students make more money and have less stress and, and really focus high quality on those students? So so that's an interesting thing. So w- what is our competition? And I think that that's the biggest downfall. I don't think people know who they are, like what they stand yeah, for. I'm- Right, and that's that's where you know our our competition
1: lies with, with with regards to the fact that if we don't know who we are, and then we're not able to commute. So if we don't know who we are, then we're not able to communicate that to uh, potential clients, and so therefore they don't really know who we are uh, either, and they already have uh, decided in their mind who we are. You know, whatever uh, pre notion they have, you know, presupposition. Uh, of martial arts schools or martial artists or whatever they you know whatever they've been indoctrinated with, uh, that's how they're going to see you until you show them differently, and that could be a bad thing or it could be a good thing depending on their experience up until this point. But if if we don't know who we are, we can't communicate that to them. But they already know who we are, um, even if we're yeah. not
0: communicated. And so well, I, then the next piece to that good. No, no, I was going to say, well, that's the big question, right? Do they think they know who we are? That's the question, but continue.
1: Well, and I was going to say the next piece to that is if we do know who we are, do we uh, communicate that effectively so that our potential clients and even our our current clients know exactly who we are? So obviously for our potential clients, we need them to understand who we are so that that they, they can become a part of our tribe. But the same thing applies to our current students. We need to continually tell them the story of who we are so that when they speak about us to other individuals, they're able to communicate that effectively. And so therein lies, you know, the, the, the difficulty. Um, one, you got to know who you are, uh, especially uh, not only just who you are, what you, what you represent, what differentiates you from everyone else, but then communicate that effectively to both sets of people, current clients and then potential clients as well.
0: Yeah, well, well, there, there you go. I mean, that's the interesting thing, right? So we, we, you and I did a seminar in Atlantic City at the Action Martial Art Hall of Fame some years ago, right? And when we asked the room mm-hmm. and we said, you know, um, you know who, wh- what is your brand? And everyone who raised their hands, they said Taekwondo, Karate, Shutokan Karate, Shotokan Karate, Aikido, like their brand was what their style was which could often be your brand, right, if your style is very specific, right? So, for example, um, and by the way, if any of the listeners are on board right now, because if Facebook's weird. I, I see, like, so many people saying they joined in, but then when it says watching, there's, like, two people on there, but there's people commenting at the same time, so I never get an accurate read of who's in the, in the board. So if you're here... Um, you know, just give us a comment and say I'm here and I'm listening or whatever, just so I could see you and I could answer questions and talk to you specifically. But remember they said, okay, I'm a I, taekwondo school, right? And, and I'm this or that. And I think that's where the misconception is, where parents or students join a martial arts school. They think that we're all very similar um, in our approach, in what we do, in what we teach. And to be honest, without getting it and doing a deep dive into the style And the system or the curriculum, um, we are similar to, like, the the goals and understanding of a parent. Like, I want my kid to learn self-confidence, self-esteem, how to punch and kick and do self-defense. Oh, you do a little grappling? That's awesome. Oh, you don't do grappling? That's awesome. Or you do boxing or you do weapons, right? All those little individual nuggets that we have within our own system could become who we are but what is it that we truly do? Are are we a traditional school? Are we a non-traditional school? Are we a sport-based school? Are we a school like yourself, a Christian martial arts school with ethics and morality tied into the lesson plan? Um, and then what is your brand? Like, you know, what is the brand of, let's say, a Red Robin versus a Starbucks versus Yum. a, yeah, Red Robin, right? And you can sit, you hear it, you hear the song, right? And but, like, what is the difference between that and maybe, like, a Burger Fly or a, you know, a, a, a whatever else place that you go to for a, a restaurant? What is that brand? What is the overall experience? That's a big question.
1: It, it, it is. And, um, you know, there are some noted, notable uh, styles that I think can be a brand. You know, mm. Taekwondo is well-known. Uh, When anybody hears about karate, they think Taekwondo. You know, whether you do Taekwondo or not, uh, Mm -hmm. that's such a branded uh, name. I would say, you know, ninjutsu is such a branded name. You know, you have a a great style, but that's not, that's what you do, but that's not who you are. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And ninjutsu, too, has a very distinct advantage because the art of the ninja and, you know, the the stealth and the secretism and the, the mysticism and all that, however... Now the word ninja is used for everything. So I get calls all the time. Hey, um, I'd like to have my kid sign up for the ninja gym. And I'm like, okay, is it gym? Like, are you looking for the ninja warrior obstacle course stuff? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we want them to learn how to do what we see on TV. I said, That's,
1: we do those
0: kind of things, you know, cartwheels and flips and dive rolls and all these kind of acrobatic stuff in our art. But our style is a martial art. And they're like, oh, no, no, he just wants to learn how to do what the guys do on TV. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting pigeonholed in with why people use ninja for everything. And ninja cook, and ninja right. this, and ninja shit, you know. So, so, I'm having... Ninja I'm marketing. Always, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to always forever distinguish our art as something that's separate and unique.
1: Which I never really understood ninja marketing tactics because don't you want marketing to be noticeable? That,
0: yeah, well, you do, but you don't want people to know that it's marketing, right? Like when people see marketing, that's why I use that idea. Um, and, uh, and I said stuff like that. But I think that, um, you know, people think of marketing as cheap sales gimmicks, right? Like when they say, oh, I don't like salesmen, right? I don't like attorneys. I don't like salesmen, right? They think that it's someone trying to suck them into a deal and make them sign up for things that they don't want or they're going to get ripped off or whatever, so I think that that's a big issue. Um, that's why the tactics have to be subtle, right? The tactics have to be quiet, and you're not outwardly going to just go after the sale only. Um, uh, totally, totally different call, but you're right though. That's perception is everything. Yeah. So right?
1: if so, if a school owner, um, you know, obviously they're thinking that their style is their brand. How do we get them to understand that? Yeah, it can be, but but really that's what you do. That's not who you are. Because even even if I was in Taekwondo and that's what I do, that's not who I am. It is part of who I I am. But what differentiates me from, let's say, another Taekwondo school in the area or an MMA school in the area? You know, how do we kind of flesh that out?
0: Well, remember, uh, did, did we chat last? I'm sorry if I'm getting senile in my older age, right? But, um, it did last week we talked about traditions and the history of tradition and all that, right? So, um, there's been a lot of people questioning, like, what is tradition? Like, right? they say, hey, I'm a traditional school. And, and then I say, well, what makes you traditional? And they're like, well, we bow and we say, yes, sir, and no, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And I'm like, okay, that's probably your own tradition and maybe traditionally a part of the martial arts. But, um, it's very far from actual tradition, meaning like following the cultural and historical and, um, and, you know, aspects of your art, the way it was taught for many, many years. And if it's a warrior art, a combat system that's a martial art used for self-defense and self-preservation, a lot of the historical, um, classical, religious aspects of how the martial artists learned back then – are part of what makes them strong warriors today. It could be adapted into today's society. So there's a big difference between that traditional martial arts school and a sport-based martial arts school. So I think that quite often we have to look at that. And some people might say, hey, I don't care about how to bow properly with my hands or how to fold my gear or how to do all this stuff. Um, but I just want people to be respectful and learn about morals and integrity and how to defend themselves and throw a proper punch and, and so on and so forth. And I think that that's okay, too. But I don't mm. think that some people know. Like, really, they, I'm not sure if people know what their differentiator. Like, I don't know if John Gayson is still on the line right now. You know, John, did, have you met John before? Uh, no, I mean we're friends on yeah, Facebook. You, um, you know, you guys are both from Illinois. It'd probably be worth it to have you guys hook up. Phenomenal grappler. He trains under Hoist Gracie. Very successful school owner. Um, but if John is still on here, I don't know if he is. Um, his school is a is mostly like he does he does jujitsu, kempo, martial arts, and he does Gracie jujitsu. Um, under Hoist directly, like Hoist is there like every month or two teaching at his school. So there's his differentiator, right? Like people could say, I do BJJ. Okay, who do you train under? I train under whoever. And he could say, no, I'm a direct disciple, direct student, directly under Hoist Gracie, the one who started the UFC, the one who started the BJJ craze, right? He's the one who put this art on the map. That's my teacher. Um, that's who I train with. He comes here on a regular basis and teaches. So if you want to train with someone who trains under the legend in the system, he's the source, right? He's Or at least one of them, in, definitely in his area, he's the source. So that's his different, differentiator. That's his USP, his unique strategic purposes, you know, USP, uni- unique selling proposition, all those different terms, right? That's his big differentiator. So people might go, hey, I want to do MMA or BJJ. I'm going to go to you because this is the guy, right? You train with the guy, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, so this is where I think a lot of school owners need to dig deep. They need to look at who they are and who do do they want to be, too, because you could build your brand around your goals and your desires, right?
1: Yeah, and that would be, um, you know, I I think the unique strategic purpose. You know, what what is the purpose that you're, you know, you have a studio and you're doing martial arts and you're teaching the kids or adults or both or whatever it is. I mean, at the end, you know, at the very end, what, what is, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. Um, yeah. Make, make money. I mean, all, all studios need to make money in order to survive, but really what are you trying to do? And then you craft that, you know, around that message, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and you know what I found? Um, I forget whose quote it was, and, and it's a good – I think it might have been my good friend Mel Abraham, who's a public speaker and, and a uh, business coach, a, a all-around amazing guy. Um, and um, I think he posted somewhere, and I read it, and it said something like, you could learn the most from your enemies, right? So I, I think, like, if someone was to insult me and hurt my feelings, the things that they would say about my system um, and piss me off, are probably the things that i care mostly about the public thinking knowing who we are so if they said like ah oh, you're a McDojo, you're just a belt factory and i get pissed off i'd be like no i'm not you know i don't even give promotions or charge for them i you know uh, to people who don't deserve them they have to go through x y z criteria or if they go like oh you're a fake ninja dojo i'm like no i'm not i trained with a, the one of two ninja masters in all of all of the world from japan um, you know, so those are the things that I hold dear to my heart. So I think it would be good for us to look at who we are. Like if people see us and perceive us as a McDojo, maybe we're doing something wrong the way we approach our marketing. Or maybe we're not explaining to people who we are, family dojo. Like you're a perfect example. You're a, um, you know, you're a Christian martial arts school, but you have many nationalities and religions and cultures and, you know, and creeds in your school but you're a Christian martial arts school, but you have Muslims and you have Jews and you have all these different people. Um, it's the va- They're not coming to you to become a Christian, but they're coming to you because your values of your Christian martial art is what they see as a positive, what they like about who you are, how they feel when they come to your school and the message that you've projected to these people, right? Right. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. And, you know, part
1: of that, though, is they, if they've heard about us, yes, that's true. If they haven't heard about us, you know, we have to make sure that we're telling the correct story when they come in and who we are, what we represent, uh, I mean, just the whole gamut. So they know, right. they know that, okay, this, this place stands for this. This is how they run this. This is what I'm going to get. I mean, all of these things need to be communicated in a way that is simple yet effective, Right um, for for the, the, the consumer to be able to consume and understand it.
0: Right. So, like I, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I just I love like viral ads and, and companies, and I just saw an ad. I probably on Facebook, um, and it was for bar, for soap. Right, and the commercial. I'll send it to you later. Absolutely hysterical. Right. It's about soap for men. And, um, you know, natural soap with no chemicals or anything like that. So this guy, he's all bearded up, and he's like, you know, he's like, are you using your soap that your mommy asked you to use, that you're still using what mommy taught you, and that smells like, uh, you know, this. And, and then he's like in the woods, like, all, the next picture. And then people are walking up. They, of course, it's waist up, but they're naked with a bar of soap. And he's like, but how about this guy? And then out from behind the tree is this guy going, I used to – and the, the video was so funny. But what, what was going on was he kept on pushing that narrative about being all natural, all organic, smelling like a man, but smelling clean, but not smelling like a soap factory. And then they, then they went out. I watched a few of the other videos and they interviewed women and the women that they interviewed, they had them do a blind smell test and they had these young girls and they're like, what does this soap smell like? And the women are saying, my grandmother, my grandfather like an old man, right? Like this is the soap from the natural old style soaps. And then they held the other soaps up to their nose and they're like, wow, this smells like my, my boyfriend, man. And it, and then some of the girls are like, well, this is the kind of soap that's going to make me stay the night. Like, like things like that, you know, like all like it's sexy, it's clean, it's natural. And um, they were right there differentiating themselves quite clearly from all the other traditional soaps. Then they went into the interesting thing, which is the healing, the health properties, the natural ingredients, and all the things that are bad that we put on our bodies on a daily basis and don't even think about. Well, anyway, I ended up bought, buying a bar of soap just two minutes ago, or before I got on the line, um, for seven bucks for a bar of soap, $2 shipping, $9. I'm, it better be good, I'll tell you this, but they sold me on it, and I, I can't wait to get right. it. Right, right. So yeah, this,
1: and that's the thing. But see, now, after that, They need to continually sell you on it as well, reminding you of the benefits that you're getting, those type of things, and that's exactly what we have to do with our clients. Is you know, you got Johnny who hits the stumbling block and it's boring, or he's not earning his next belt or whatever it is, and he goes, you know, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore, and she's like, Well, it's costing me 169 bucks a month. I'm not going to argue with him. I've been arguing with him for the last two months. Right, right. I'm done. Part of that, not all of it, but part of that problem is ours. Like, yeah, yeah. we need to own that because we didn't continue to tell that story to the parents that have been with us for a year, two years, three years, whatever it was. And so yeah. then, then when, when, you know, they hit that rough path with the kid, they don't either have the backbone or they don't have the conviction or both. Um, or the knowledge on even how to handle right. that situation, if that right. makes sense. Like I just did a, yeah. a, a Facebook Live yesterday um, on our on our channel, excuse me, um, and it was it was basically I was asking the parents if they, you know, if they have this problem from time to time, and and, uh, and basically the problem was being consistent, right. Um, and so all I did was challenge them to, and I said, you know, kids are going to keep pushing, pushing, and pushing, pushing. You get tired as an adult and, and, and unfortunately we, we, we cave. I said, if you're one of those parents that cave, here's what I want you to do. You know, it's been proven that we can only focus on one thing at a time. We're, we don't, we don't, we don't multitask. We can only focus on one thing at a time. So I challenged them for the next week, pick one thing that you're going to be consistent about. So if that's bedtime then you're consistent about that bedtime. Everything right. else goes out the wayside. You know, if you want to change their breakfast so that they're not eating cereal, they're eating, you know, uh, uh, something healthy before they go, do that next week. Because right. this, this week you're focusing on bedtime. And mm-hmm. be consistent for one week. And then on the second week, and a second thing that you're going to be consistent. Right. And All I was doing with that is, you know, trying to help educate the parents that are having trouble being consistent. I remember I had a when I used to have a snack machine. We got a snack machine put in. And a parent come up to me and she says, "Oh great, now my kid's going to ask me for a snack all the time." I said, "Well, you know how to take care of that, don't you?" She's like, she kind of looks at me. I go, "You know, you know what a circle looks like." She goes, "Yeah." I said, "You just make that with your lips. You say no, right? Duh, right? Duh. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a little put off. Like you can't tell your kid no, right?" But, Some of these parents can't, and part of the reason is they don't have the ammunition or the conviction to say no, 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 you're you're not quitting, right? You 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 are going to continue, you know that type of thing. And so we have to we have to continually tell our story, uh, even to our current clients. That it'll be interesting to see if that bar soap company sends you a bar soap with some sort of uh, uh, you know letter on the inside reminding you of the benefits. And then an email, you know, a week later or something a week later or two weeks later saying, hey, you know, hope you're enjoying the the bar. I know you're enjoying the bar soap. You know, uh, give us your feedback because what is that doing? That's – that now you have to restate the benefits that you're getting. You're buying into that when you send that back to them saying, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of like – I know from time to time we bring spark up in here, but – we're not resellers of spark or anything, but I love how, and you can set it up how many times, but I have it set up for after every nine classes, I have a survey sent out yep, to yep. my students. And so yeah. how was your class? And then they have to type back, you don't have to, but the ones that choose to type back, boom, I get the yeah, well, information. They, they can give
0: you they can give you stars and the comments. Yes. Or both yes. or and, even and, more, right?
1: And, and that's just reselling the benefits Right.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. Hey, listen, I I think that um, I think that that's the issue, too, with well, we could go into. That's retention. Right. That's keeping students. That's communicating with parents. But
1: really, like. Yeah, but that's differentiating yourself. Right. Differentiating yourself. You know, if you know who you are, what you stand for, what your school is all about, you do a great job on the front end, but then you don't continue to. Educate them on the back end about what you are still doing and kind of what you did. You know, you've talked about this before with Tommy, is, you know, the goals had to change. Obviously, when the kid comes in and they need uh, 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 focus, and then when they start to to master that focus, now they need, I don't know, discipline. And after they start to master that discipline, now they need whatever it is. You, as an instructor, have to continually change with that but, that, but that has to be communicated to the parent so they still have right. the buy-in and they understand that, oh, yeah, you know, Mr. or Ms. So-and-so, they're, they're still paying attention to my kid, um, that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, well, this is the phenomenon that I say is the ADD parent, right, with the, A, with the ADD child, right? The parent doesn't have ADD, but they've been around ADD yeah, so long. So, well, yeah, some yeah, of them do, do, but I'm saying, but they, but they have, they've been around ADD long enough that they realize that they haven't been, been involved, right? Check it out, right? I agree with you on, the, on on that, but just check this out. Like, they sign their kid up and they say, my kid needs, he has ADD, he has no focus, he has no self-esteem, he never sticks with anything. Six months down the road, they go, yeah, my kid wants to quit, he's bored. Well, well no kidding. That's the very essence of ADD. And then they go, yeah, I don't want to force him. I say, oh, interesting. So it's, it's induced ADD by a parent because you're allow, allowing them to do what they want, when they want. They're whimsical. They just kind of want to do what's fun to them. They're only doing what bu- is the buzz, the fad, the trend. And then when things become tough or become difficult or become uh, boring at times, you know, because it's repetitive, they just let their kids out. And then they say, oh, well, my kid still suffers from ADD. No kidding. You're not changing those habits, like you said, not creating consistency, not creating those things. But so, so the real question is, with, with like a martial arts school, what would you say would be a good way for someone, a school owner, that's like there's a bunch of people on board right now, like how can they, how can they start figuring out who they are? Like what are some good questions that, you know, to ask? You know, like what separates them from the rest? Like there's a few questions right there, but, you know, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, well, okay, so as you go through start asking yourself the questions of who am I, you know, why did I get into this, what are my, you know, goals with my students, in the, like meaning what, what do I want to see my students become, those type of things. And as you, as you go through this exercise, you're going to find that you're going to be writing them You're going to write a whole bunch of features But what you have to then do is find out what the benefits are. So, for instance, I could say one thing that differentiates me is that, you know, we're an all-inclusive school. And what that means is, you know, we don't charge extra for belts or belt testings. We don't charge extra for additional private lessons that you may need. But, see, those are all features. Right. And then I need to change those into benefits for my client so you know not charging for belt or belt testings what does that mean that means that when it's time for little johnny to test and you just had a tire blowout, and you know because and, and i tell this i say you know i used to charge for testings uh, uh, you know extra for testings right and the problem i found the problem i found was that you know It would be the same month that the parent would, the the tire would break or the transmission would go out or whatever. And of course, you have to put your money into that. And then you didn't have the 35, 40, or 50 bucks, whatever it was, for your child to test. So I'm the bad guy if I don't let them test, even though that's the rules. And so I decided that I wasn't going to put that pressure on the, the parent. It's you budget this, you know what you get. So, therefore, there's going to be no pressure. So, I changed that feature to a benefit. I also, right. with regards to private lessons, so, you know, you know additional, additional private lessons at no cost is a feature. But what's the benefit of private lessons? Well, if your son or daughter is sick and they need to make up that class because they were sick, we're going to make that up. It's not going to cost you any extra to do that. That's a right. benefit to you. But but even more than that, if, let's say they're struggling. They didn't earn their stripe when they were supposed to. You'll know, say it's balanced. They didn't do the 10 kicks off of each leg yeah. or whatever it is. We're going to schedule a private lesson so that one of my instructors can work one-on-one with them to motivate them to help them get that. Now, if they get it on that one lesson, great. If it takes five, I don't care. What we want is we want your child to – overcome that obstacle, and genuinely earn it so they feel good about themselves. So you see how I took the the feature of getting private lessons, no extra cost, which is great, to a benefit
0: that has feeling behind it. Does that make sense? It totally does. And and what I'm hearing, too, is there's got to be a way for you to, and I know you probably do this somewhere, somehow, whether it be in an email or in a video, where you tie. Everything you just said into the, the like your school. Why, why are you so special? Because you're a school that cares. And here's how I care. We're a family-based martial arts school. Or we're focused on success and your kids succeeding. And these are the lengths and steps I'll go to to make sure your kid succeeds, right? So we're a success-based school. We're not like schools down the road that maybe give you belts even when you don't deserve it, or maybe charge you for belts when you you don't need one, or whatever the case may be. But we're different because of these five reasons that, and then of what you just mentioned, which is super powerful. And you know, I even go over
1: um, the like with the price. You know, our base price is is one forty nine a month, and that includes everything. So then I go through everything that includes, and, and I let them know that. You know, most, most schools charge a monthly rate. Then on top of that, they have their uh, – and I don't say schools in my area. I just say most schools. This is how a school runs. They charge a monthly fee, uh, which is your tuition. Every time you test, there's another fee. Sometimes there's an association fee that goes along with it. Um, you know, there's a, a – and I, I go through these different fees – but yeah. but what I do is I make it all affordable because we're gonna it's one price and right. you, all you have to do is budget that one price right no surprises no hiccups you know mm-hmm. that type of thing
0: and, I, and
1: and so go ahead
0: no I was gonna say I just spoke about this on the Century Martial Art page this morning where someone asked that question like how do I upsell my organization fees and my belt test fees and I said just like what you just said we we both do the same thing you and I said. Why bother having those fees? Why don't you just figure out how much it costs? And, and that's a whole nother call. Bundle it back into sure. a monthly price, and you'll probably end up making more money um, by putting it in as a monthly tuition versus a one-time fee hit here and there.
1: And I, and I have had uh, you know, parents go, well, I, I checked out so-and-so, and, and they're only X per month. Right. And I say, you know, yeah, I understand that, that their monthly rate might be lower. I <clears throat> so, and then I'll just say, but did you ask them about any testing fees? No. Well, so here's what I would do is I would I would call them back, ask them about their testing fees, ask them if they do have them, how how many times a year are they required to test? Right. What the price What the price is is that the same price? So I said some, you know, tell them some schools charge, let's say, thirty five, forty bucks for the beginning level, when they hit another level, it's, you know, 50 or 60 when right. they hit another level. all right. So there's some tiered pricing. So you need to make sure that you ask that. Also ask if there's an association fee, you know, because uh, some some people that are involved with association have to pay a fee for that association for you becoming a student at their school, Well, they're going to charge you for that. So make right. sure that you understand that they have that type of fee as well.
0: Um Absolutely. And then if
1: there's any, any, if you miss a class, you get to make it up. Uh, private lessons are there? Are they extra? You know, and ask all these questions. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of times the parents are like, "Whoa, I, I didn't realize." And I said, "Yeah." And then and I and I go, "That's why I include everything, so you can just budget." Now, right. You might find out when you add all those together, we might even be ten dollars more per month. Right. Maybe. Don't know. But you need to be fully educated. Here's how you, here's how, what you can do right. and ask and say in order to figure yeah. that out. And I think that even differentiates me when yeah. I am willing to help someone else out, check out, you know, another facility. I actually have a, um, and, and I'll tell them this too. I say, you know, there's some more questions that you probably want to ask. I have a, I have a little pamphlet that I can send you is, you know, how to choose the right martial arts school for your, uh, for your child. Um, it has, 10 questions that you have to ask a, a school owner, 10 things that you've got to find out about a school in order, you know, before you start joining. I can, I can send that to you, you know, via email
0: if you want. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so going back to, and, and these are all differentiators. These are things that you do. It's really about telling that message and separating you and segregating you from the competition, but it's also about building this mindset. Like your brand is, You're a school that cares. You're a school that cares about success. You're a school that will stop at nothing to see their students succeed. This is the real branding message. This is the difference between other schools. And you could say, this is how we do it versus this is how other schools do it, right? The the Private lessons, one, 10, whatever. We don't charge for testing. We make sure you're ready, blah, 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 blah. Those are all the things. So um, I think a few months ago or a year ago, you and I talked about a book and I read and I love and I recommend it called The Purple Cow, right? And The Purple Cow is a phenomenal book by Seth Golden, right? And it's all about how um, how like a family took a journey and they saw these cows on the side of the road and they have never seen cows and then they were like blown away by the cows. But after like 20 miles of seeing cows everywhere, they were like, okay, it's just another cow, right? So then they saw this purple cow, and that's all they could talk about. Amongst all the cows on the rest of the journey, they talked about this one purple cow. Why was he purple? What was made him different? What was the reason why he was purple, et cetera, et cetera? And, um, you know, what really seriously makes your school stand out from the rest? And I made like a handout, and if people want to, they can email me on, on this thread, and I will atta- – or I'll attach it somehow to the, to the thread. Um, I'll put it up there. It's a PDF. Um, And um, so the the real question is we have to ask ourselves, like, why is our dojo different? That's the first question. What makes us different? Question number two, what is it about our services, that's what you said, that you can clearly say are different from other schools or competition sports in the area, right? Third question is what do you think we can do differently to make our schools stand out? Like if you haven't discovered that, what makes you stand out by telling that message about who you are in the customer's mind, in the person's mind that emails you, contacts you, calls you, or stops in, right? And then another question is, what is it that we can communicate to our clients that we, to clearly educate them about our uniqueness? What are we excited about? Why should they be excited about that? If they don't care about ninjutsu and they don't care about a Christian martial arts school, they don't care about test fees, they're loaded, it's not going to matter to them. But the bulk of what we do, like, w- w- that's what's going to help us, right? Knowing those things, like knowing what is the, you know, your uniqueness, like what makes you special? And then um, why are you a purple cow? Like what makes you stand out above the rest? Like if someone says to you, hey, I'm going to go down the road, like you're not the only karate school in town. I could say I- I'm not the only karate school in town. In fact, I'm not a karate school. I'm a ninjutsu school, a ninja school. There's no one in town or no one in the next town or the other town over anywhere in my area unless they've trained with me and broke off. So if you want the real deal, you come to my school. Everyone else is just a pale imitation of what we do, right? Um, And then the last thing is, you know, what can you do to improve, right? What is it that you could do in your school to improve your message and get that out there? I guess they call it that elevator pitch, right? how to be able to explain who you are and and what is it that makes you different. And that's really, these are the questions that you need to ask. It's so, so important these days. So, I mean, that's just a few of my points on that. Do you have anything else that you adding or like to add? I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was just going to say that, um, you know, you, it, we're busy. We're always in the thick of things, you know, like you talk about being in the blender. Um, but sometimes we really have to pull ourselves out of the blender, put everything else aside, whether it's something that we think is urgent or not. But right, really spend time focused on deciding and crafting our message mm-hmm. so that we can then, you know, so then we can deliver that message effectively to right. our, the world, but our clients and, and also potential clients. Yeah, I, I think our problem, like I said, is that, you know, we're, we, we dove headlong into the business. We're teaching karate or ninjutsu or whatever. You know, we're teaching self-defense. And now we're doing some character development and all this other stuff. And that's all well and good. But it means nothing if you don't know who you are. Right. And you have it defined. Um, and then your staff is able to understand and be on board as well of who you are
0: uh-huh.
1: and be able to define it and then so on and so forth. Um, it, will, it will do you a world of good. And if you're a one-person show, you still need to do it because you're going to raise up individuals that are eventually going to be teaching and working for you and you need them to understand, you know, who you, who you really are, what your school really stands for so right. that they can buy into that, uh, right. agree with that and, and, and sell that out on the floor and to other people that when they, they talk to other people as well.
0: Yeah. And you know what, that, that what you just said is is so important because I took that sheet that I just read the questionnaire, the questions off of, and I gave it to my staff some years ago when I got it back, I have to say I was in, so disappointed. Like the things that they wrote were nothing at all of what I wanted them to understand about who we were. You know, they said things like, Hey, we're a family school. I, I yeah, I get it. We teach families where we we're like a family um you know oh yeah we we teach kids about self defense and bullyproofing i'm like no that's not our brand we're a ninja school you know our logo our slogan is discover the ninja in you i envision myself if i could share with you like um like i envision like a bunch of ninja little little 3 year olds 4 year olds growing up to be these like highly professionally trained martial art fighters and warriors. I'm not asking for them to go on missions and do it, these crazy things, but I am interested in them knowing that our brand separates them. They'll go like, it's not, like, you know, there's a, by me, there's a, a style, and most people know i very famous it's Tiger Shulman, and their slogan was, it's not just karate, it's Tiger Shulman karate, right? That's a separation. It's not just karate. It's Tiger Shulman karate. Tiger Shulman was the brand. And then they went on to get everyone to go bu- and be behind that brand. Right. So, um, and what was it? It had the tiger in the logo. And, you know, now they are more of an MMA BJJ school and they've kind of gotten away. Cause I think they jumped on that bandwagon. Um, and I think in the long run they're going to suffer because of it. But, um, but at the same time, it's like, who are we? Like I want to know that the students are proud to be in my school and wear the ninja eyes. I want them to wear the logo. And I want them to be able to tell people that they're a ninja. Not, like when parents say, hey, we're going to karate, I often tell my kids to mess with their parents and say, no, I'm not going to karate. And then the parents go, oh, yes, you are. You get in the car. They said, oh, no, I'll get in the car. But I'm not going to karate. I'm going to ninjutsu. Different, right? And then the parents are like, oh, okay. Like, And, you know, that kind of thing, right? So it's about knowing that. Like and you would be like, oh, we don't do karate. We do taekwondo. Right. You know, where, you know, or Horangdo or whatever, you know, Hapkido or, you know, Kung Fu, like those history. the cl- And that's why I think many schools are shooting themselves in the foot because they're not using their art, their history, their lineage, um, their culture as a differentiator. And that's why the martial arts has become this big amal- amalgamation and blended kind of thing where it, everyone thinks it's all the same. And it's really not. Yeah. And we work. We work hard on making sure that people know that our style is not like everything else.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, for the listeners, it's important to uh, get those questions from Allie. Allie, do you want to throw that up there on the thread? Yeah. And, I'm uh, not. Sure. I, also, I think I could throw it. Send in it the over comment. to me if you would, because on our uh, on schoolownertalk.com, uh, we we'll, I'll put that on on the. Uh, the blog as well, so you can go to schoolnerdtalk forward slash two one eight because this is the two hundred eighteenth call, uh, right. so our podcasts. So, so again, schoolnerdtalk forward slash two one eight to get that as well. You want to send that over to me, and I'll put that up there.
0: Yeah, I'll send it over to you in Skype in a few minutes, and um, I'll send it to you uh, with the uh, you know the the PDF, and then you could put it up there, available for whoever wants to get it.
1: I want to tell you uh, something that you said a couple of calls ago, uh, ago when we were talking about the um, uh, uh, back-to-school marketing. I had um, a friend reach out to me, and um, he he's, he's kind of been down a little bit, been struggling, those type of things. You know, he has a martial arts school, and I just want you to know you on that call being real with regards to um, – I, you 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 told a story that you got a lead. You called him like a minute later, two minutes later, whatever, and he said, well, "I didn't, I didn't do that, or I, I, I don't know, right, yeah. or whatever they, it was." They,
0: they treated me like I was insane.
1: Right. He said,
0: but listening to that and understanding that
1: those things happen to all of us, you know. Right. He basically said, for 15 years, I've been, you know, listening to the gurus and 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 you know. This is, this is the results that you're getting, blah, 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 you know. But nobody's talking about, like, the real right. struggle, you know, where you get on the phone, you call, and they're going, look, uh, don't call me ever again. I didn't opt in. How would you get my number? But, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted you to know that he appreciated that. That helped well, him in a, in a real way, if that makes sense
0: no that does and, and you know that that's what i think is so good about what we do you know to be honest what how many what how many episodes are we on well this is 218 218 218 episodes we've never really once asked for anyone to buy anything never asked for us to be supported we've done these videos with the sole goal of helping school owners right there's never been an agenda yeah we might have had a program that you were selling and we sold a few little things here <laughs> and there very minimal, right? However, um, you know, our ultimate goal, of course, has always been to help the school owner. And like, you know, real talk, we used to call it um, dirty laundry when we put it onto our podcast, right, where you and I would just vent with each other, we record those calls of us really getting down to it. Like, oh, yeah, I can't believe this parent is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you know, when then we would let people listen in on that stuff, because you're right. Most school school owners have been sold this this fake narrative, this fake news kind of thing, where you everything is all hunky dory. Every school is succeeding as long as you follow X, Y, and Z principles, and everyone's rich and loaded if you do it right. If you do it wrong, you suck and you're poor. But if you just follow my concepts, you're rich and loaded. And there's so many factors that are you know involved with that kind of concept um, that everybody like. For example, you know with my Facebook marketing guy. some people are getting that that I recommended to him that live in different areas in different states are killing it, right? I even have a guy that I recommended, a buddy of mine, three towns or four towns over from me, about a 20-minute ride from me. He's out of my local location. Um, he's killing it with his Facebook ads, and mine are kind of like in the middle. They're they're doing okay, but he's like killing it, right? So like area means everything. People mean everything. Brand means everything, and I don't want people out there the listening
1: timing things- to yeah. Timing too, you know, because yeah. if they're already, if they're already back in school, the parents are already kind of like de-escalated, they can yeah. rest and then think about that, but, but, you know, you have two more weeks, I don't know what he has,
0: but. You know well, no, saying. he's
1: the same, he's
0: literally in the, in the same county as me, so his school's, like, okay. so his school starts the same as mine, and they're still on vacation, but. But he's killing it. But it also has to do with competition, who's around you, you know, how many people surround your school, you know, what other people are involved in. It's, it's a whole big thing. So we share that with our clientele, our people who listen, and um, we're, we're straight up with them. Like we're not, trying to, we're not trying to sell the next bell and whistle package, shiny, shiny, bright, shiny object, you know, sale. You know, we're just here to help people. Right,
1: right. Not that we we don't do some sales, um, you know, but we do some minor ones every once in a while. Right, right. But we don't do them on the
0: podcast.
1: We don't do them on the podcast.
0: No, and we've mentioned a few here and there, maybe showed some video stuff, but I don't think so. Out of 200 and something calls, maybe once or twice.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the the culprit where I'm like, I'll bring up your red carpet from here or I'll bring up – You know, another product of yours or what have you, and you know, your retail wonderland or what have you. Right, right, uh, right. Not that I'm pushing it, but like, look, if if you really want to get ready for uh, uh, Christmas time and now's the time to be thinking about it, I would get a hold of Allie for the the, uh, retail
0: wonderland. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. So that just ruined everything (laughs) I just said about selling products. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you don't gouge anyone. I I mean, I don't know what you have on it now, but I mean, it's not.
1: It's, it's so it's cheap, a, it's ridiculous. A, yes. yes, yes. But, but you know what,
0: I, I'm, I'm very appreciative that, that we touched, a school owners, you know, got to him and really they were like, hey, man, this makes me feel like I'm not doing something wrong, that it's not just me. And I hope that that's what a lot of school owners get from our call. Um, and I think that, um, you know, listen, I, there are some really super successful people that come on our call, you know. Um, My friend, I don't know if he's still on here with us, Scott Smith, he owns a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu school in Kentucky, and Stephen Oliver is a world-renowned coach, travels the world coaching school owners with multiple locations and so on. So these type of people come and visit and listen in, and John Gaston, very successful, and all these people. So I'm honored that they're there, but as long as we're all sharing, it's easy to help. What is that old saying? Like, Hot, something about rising the tides in the boat, you know, or whatever. High high tide rises all boats, or something like that. So, I mean, that's what I hope that we're accomplishing by doing our call.
1: Yeah, I was thinking loose lips sink ships, but that's a World War II uh, uh, analogy. Right. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. Yeah. So, but it's something to do with uh, ships and tides. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I
1: forget what it is, but yeah, when you, obviously, when you raise the tide, all the ships go up. Right. Not just yours. Right.
0: Sure. Yeah. Awesome, Dwayne. Well, thanks a lot. I hope everyone enjoyed the call. Um, I appreciate it. If you want to close it out, let everyone know where they can hear our podcast and all that and subscribe and and then I'll just say yeah, goodbye certainly. after.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you haven't already uh, gone to schoolandertalk.com, you can subscribe to us through there, or you can just go to iTunes or Google play and look up schoolandertalk.com in order to get access to that. And uh, be uh, if you're listening to this as a recording, um, and if you're on the podcast, you're on the website, obviously you can scroll down and get that PDF file out of, about the uh, uh, information that Allie had talked about. Otherwise, if you're on the podcast, you do need to visit slash 218 in order to get that as well. Thanks, Allie.
0: All right, Joanne. I'll talk to you soon. Everybody, have a great day. Take care, everyone.